This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash Media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chops. My name is Xander. This, this is Craig WK. Hi, Craig WK. How are you? I'm doing all right, I guess. How are you, Chops? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Isn't anybody going (laughs) to ask me? No. Rats. (laughs) Fiddlesticks. Aw, hamburgers. (laughs) Anyways, uh, welcome, everybody, to this weird, weird opening of an episode. Today, we are talking about Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. Metal Gear. Did you both just do that at the same time? And I can't see him. Not playing. (laughs) Bunch of weirdos. All right. It is a... (laughs) Oh, that's great. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. is an (laughs) action-adventure stealth video game produced by Konami uh, and released on PlayStation in 1998. October 21st. Yes. It was directed, produced, and co-written by the series creator Hideo Kojima. And serves as a sequel to the Metal Gear Solid... Metal Gear. Video games 1 and Metal Gear 2 Metal Gear. Solid State uh, Snake, which I think were both for the NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally on the MSX. MSX. Appar- apparently it, yep. the MSX actually had like the, the good version of Metal Gear. And then the uh, uh, Nintendo port came, and I guess Kojima wasn't really a big fan with what they did with it. I'm sorry, oh, I missed funny, one. Metal funny. Gear. <laughs> right. You could just say That's it a whole get, bunch at the end of the episode. Get old real fast. Uh, but yeah, so this game stars Solid Snake as he infiltrates a weapon manufacturer facility to stop them from uh, will stop the terrorists that have taken it over from instigating a nuclear attack. Yes, so uh, the terrorist threat is called Foxhound, mm-hmm. and um, it's a renegade special forces unit. And then in there, there's so so many other things that he has to do besides just stop them. But it's to me one of my most favorite and important video games of my gaming life. Yeah, we've uh, talked a little bit about it on like uh, uh, Patreon and uh, you know things like that. But uh, this game means a ton to you, Chops. So it's it's going to be fun to go through Metal Gear Solid and uh, uh, you know, sort of see what you know, like why it means so much to you. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I fully expect Xander to try to derail this. No, I actually really enjoy this game. Oh. You're not getting back. No, I'm on your side kids. on this one. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, I'm always scared whenever no, I Craig, mention that I like a game a lot. No, Craig's the odd man out on this one. I played this game like so many times. I absolutely well, the first time I played this game, like I remember when it came out, like everybody kind of went crazy for it. I was like, eh, yeah. whatever, Metal Gears. That sounds like a dumb name. Like it never really paid much attention to it. And a friend of mine was like, Hey, I think you would probably really like this game. You should check it out. And then I fell in love with it. And then mm-hmm. uh, not too long after uh, Metal Gear, it, I think it was shortly after Metal Gear Solid 2 came out was when I finally played the first one. Yeah, I um, didn't play the first one right away until, yeah, probably Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, I remember a friend of mine, uh, or my buddy Sean, actually was playing, uh, the. I think it was the demo for MGS2. 
And I was like, oh, that looks interesting, but I still don't really know anything about it. And he's like, oh, dude, you need to play this game. Mm-hmm. And then he let me borrow his his PlayStation uh, 1 version, and I, I got hooked. Oh, wait, you didn't play this ver- game until you had, until MS2 had come out? Yeah, MGS2. Oh, sorry, I thought you were thinking, I thought you mentioned the first, like the NES. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, the, the original MGS. Oh, okay. No, I play, I think I, so I think I played this right when it came out, because uh, my brother bought it. Obviously, because he bought all of our games. Did he buy it? Probably. Or I got it as a gift. Honestly, my memory's crap, so we don't know. (laughs) I I know you had a a whole bunch of uh, PlayStation games that were rented and just, like, downloaded. Oh, no, yeah. This is actually one that we owned. I think it was prior to us getting our PlayStation modded. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably would have been out of luck (laughs) when it got to the point of, like, it's on the back of the case. Like, getting the code to talk to the the, the, the codex uh, code or whatever. Yeah, it's... uh, the game itself, we'll just say, is a stealth action adventure game, mm-hmm. primarily in the top-down angle, uh, similar Mostly, to like, yeah. ga- um, uh, what's it, Grand Theft Auto, but a lot closer. Yeah, the original gear, uh, oh, Grand Theft Auto. Sorry. Yeah, a lot closer. Um, but it does have elements of of changing the camera angle when you are like pressed up against a wall mm. or looking through a gun or binoculars, yep. things like that. It switches to a third and a first-person view. There's also a, just a ton of really cool like mechanics that you know games weren't able to do before this like mm-hmm. knocking on the wall to get the attention of the soldiers around you <laughs> yeah, like yeah, realistic cool. hiding in boxes yeah. like i uh yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about the the gameplay itself so so you're solid snake you're infiltrating this base and you sneak around so like you know it's it's pretty much all just in like not being seen right so your your enemies have a field of vision that you can see on your radar and some of them do some of them don't Mm-hmm. But your goal is to, yeah, stealthily move about different levels. You can do the whole game stealthily, or you can, you know, kill guys, and you have, like, yeah, a, you can run an alert gun. system. Yeah. But what happens is you can go around corners. You can knock on walls to distract guys to go them down different ways. Uh, when there's levels where there's snow, you can walk in there, and the foot trail will lead them towards the wherever you're at. There's different mechanics in the game that really play into real life trying to sneak around and hide or get through a place. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be quiet. You have to take your time. You have to move at the right moments. Um, and then, yeah, when you do get spotted, you can take down an enemy and knock them out or kill them and then move into their body and hide it. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't get discovered. I, I appreciate that because so many video games and even newer video games, there'll be a body lying on the ground and they don't care. Like right. it's it's just no big deal. But in this, they they went that extra length and it's just like, oh my god, there's a body. Somebody's doing something to our people in this base, yes. and they need to figure it out. Because like you know, even like a newer game like Skyrim. Which chops things as retro, and uh, but uh, but like you know they'll find like occasionally they might be like oh there's a body here who did this oh well and then they just like keep doing what they're doing and it's I like I mean they don't what? really care like that Tom has been strangled or has gone missing but yeah no they take notice of the fact that he's dead yeah and and in uh, in Metal Gear Solid you know they it alerts them to your presence right yeah so so there's an alert system and then what'll happen is they'll kind of swarm that spot. But then from there, they fan out, and their goal is to find you. And you have a timer, and when that timer expires, then the threat level drops, and they're just kind of remaining in their main search, but they're a little bit more aware, and then it goes back to their normal route. Mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I... I never really got into the Metal Gear Solid series, and uh, like when I first played it, it was years after it came out. Uh, in fact, I think it was our buddy Sean who was like, no, no, you really got to play this game. Give it a try. I think you'll like it. And I, I had a hard time getting into it. Uh, I got up to Sniper Wolf. Yes, mm. and that's a that that's, that's where my brother got up to. Too. Yeah, that's a huge chunk of the game because from then on, it really comes down to a lot of quick battle kind of scenes. Um, so I was pretty close to the end. I would say you probably you made probably, it about sixty-five or seventy percent through the game. I would game, say seventy percent more because you oh, already wow. you already fought Psycho Mantis. Mm-hmm. You've already fought Raven, right? Uh, or was Raven? he after? I don't think I Vulcan fought Raven? Vulcan Raven. Vulcan Raven, yeah. No, I think he's after. Is he after? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember fighting you Vulcan fought, Raven. Um, you've already encountered uh, Ocelot. Revolver Ocelot. You've encountered yep. Gray Fox. I, I appreciate that all of the the na- like the naming scheme is like a uh, like a, like a title with an animal. Yes. So 
Solid Snake is the main villain. You have Revolver Ocelot. Hero. Uh, sorry, main protagonist. Thank you. Um, you have Vulcan Raven, uh, Sniper Wolf, Psycho Mantis, Liquid Snake, which is a little bit offshoot from that. Chill Penguin. Uh, Chill Penguin. <laughs> Boomer Kawanger. Uh, what is a Kawanger? It's like a beetle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you were, you were pretty close. And the other characters, so I have a character list here. Um, we have Snake. You have Colonel Roy Campbell, which is his main contact. You have Naomi Hunter, Natasha Romanenko, uh, Master Miller, Mei Ling. You have uh, Decoy Octopus, which is another character I'll kind of get into. Meryl Silverberg, Hal Emmerich, and then Ninja, who also goes by Gray Fox, who also goes by Frankie Yeager. And most of these characters... Honestly, you rarely interact with them. <laughs> no, you you interact with physically. Uh, you only oh, get yeah. like their faces or their voice. The it's codex, a lot of, right? Yeah, right. For the codex is this communication system. You physically um, interact with, yes. But you like. So, can you tell me where you come across Decoy Octopus? Uh, the very beginning of the game. Yes, but do you know it's him? No, you don't. You don't. Who? You know that. You don't even know who Decoy Octopus is. <laughs> who the heck is Decoy Octopus? So there is a character who his the the whole thing is he just looks and is able to disguise himself as yeah. someone else. So he's uh he's the DARPA chief at the beginning. Yeah, he's a master of disguise. Oh, he's the and DARPA then you, chief. And then you yeah. find him dead as the DARPA chief, or is he dead as the DARPA? No, you yes. find the DARPA chief dead. That's been dead for a while, right? And then you find him. Yes. What a I jerk. Think that's how it goes. So that dude I saved in the beginning wasn't even the real DARPA no, chief. No, it was decoy it was, octopus. It was a decoy octopus. Oh, God, I hate him already. And what's yeah. funny is you keep hearing, like, decoy octopus, and then like, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> you run he, into everybody he, else. You're like, where, am I, where the heck is decoy octopus? Well, so you know why everybody dies that you run into. Uh, uh, you right? have to refresh my... It's, dude, it's been a long time. All right, so the premise of this game uh, overall is you're supposed to stop this nuclear facility right. from going off. Sure. What you find out is infiltrated by this terrorist group is this character, Liquid Snake, who turns out to be your half-brother. Kind of. He's basically the, him, and you find out that Snake are genetic, genetically modified Twin. versions of a previous character in the series called Big Boss, mm -hmm. who was the original Snake, basically of of the series. He's the first character in the first Metal Gear, and the second one uh, is the introduction of Solid Snake. I think, uh, right? Isn't that how it is? I my memory before the metal, like the. Yeah, the whole like storyline is 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 so wonky. This storyline is wonkers. I'll yeah. tell you right now. If you oh, go man, online, it's crazy. You try to understand it. It's bonkers. But I and wonkers because I said both. But um, <laughs> in my research, I wanted to try to get a little bit specific with it. Is that in this facility, they send Snake in to basically investigate and infiltrate. But what they didn't tell him was that prior to the mission, they injected him with this virus that kills anybody who comes in contact with him that is part of that group that is genetically modified. Oh. So you interact with the DARPA chief, and he's there as Decoy Octopus to kind of mess you up, but you as Snake don't know, and Decoy Octopus doesn't know that as soon as you interact with him, you get this virus and you will die. Oh, so that's why he turns out dead later. That's why he dies, is because of this virus that's in Snake. Um, which is really dark because you don't spoilers. know about it. <laughs> yeah, spoilers heavy because at near the end of the game they tell you, and and like later on in the game, in the, in the series, you die from it. Oh, you die from the virus. Oh, could the virus um, kill the grimace? No, uh, nothing, nothing can, can kill, kill the, the grimace. grimace. Gosh, Xander, <laughs> um, fans up the opportunity, and so. And so so I, I love this game a lot. The action sequences are really, really interesting for a top-down game, which I don't really have a huge enjoyment of, other than Grand Theft Auto, the original ones. I, I can't think of many other top-down games that I really enjoy. Um, but Legend it's of like, Zelda. Uh, well, but that's like a. It's that's I don't know if it's, it's kind different. of the the bird's Is it kind eye of view. The same? Yeah. I guess. I guess also from that generation, I guess from a generation of polygonal graphics, yeah. like I don't know of any other 3D. Oh, there weren't really a lot. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, none that I can think of anyway. But you have like guns, uh, different guns you can equip, grenades, um, 
you have a, you can pick up a box and hide in it and, and from enemies. And then you, when you get up and walk around, you just see his feet underneath it. Do you um, get, now, I've never beaten it, so I don't know. Do you eventually get to pilot Metal Gear Rex? So Metal you Gear. fight Metal Gear Rex a few ways. At the end of the game, um, Liquid gets into it and controls it to fight you, but you never get into Metal Gear Rex. Okay. The goal is that Metal Gear Rex is actually a portable robot military unit that can launch nuclear missiles from its back. So it's a nuclear-powered robot? It's like a stealth nuclear robot. Yes, because like it, it can launch them anywhere. Yeah. So it's a Gundam, basically. It's a nuclear-powered robot? It's not nuclear-powered. No, it just no. has the ability. It has the ability to launch nuclear missiles. Yeah. What what madman thought that they not only needed nuclear missiles, but they needed them on the go? Because sometimes when you're just out and about, get about and about life, you just sometimes you need to nuke somebody. It, yeah, it was meant to 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 be a deterrent, I guess, in in war, to where hey, we have the ability to launch this from anywhere in the world without you knowing about it. Yes, <laughs> that's frightening. I can't. I'm sure there's something real life it's based off of, yeah. which is even more frightening. But you have these action sequences and a mix of stealth to where you get a really good balance of the, of the two, but but enough difference in them that you're. You're you're always wanting more. I don't know. That's how I feel like because you you know in the beginning you start off real easy. You're going around walls. You're just trying to get into the intro of the game. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into like a boss battle, when you fight uh, Revolver Ocelot for the first time, yeah, it, it's a completely different experience because he's shooting bullets, bouncing off of walls. Mm-hmm. You have to specifically like distract him or stun him to be able to get a, just a few shots off while you're trying to hide away from ricocheted bullets the voice acting that's going on and it is amazing mm-hmm. and and the music that's accompanying with it is it it's literally a, it's, it's like, a movie that you're playing yeah now it is funny you bring up a movie that you're playing because I think uh, there's something LPJ would probably appreciate and Sphinx. Uh, apparently, there's quite a few games that inspired Hideo uh, Hideo Kojima, and uh, some of them were Goldfinger, uh-huh. which I even did on uh, uh, Last Action Podcast yep. with LPJ and Sphinx. Uh, the Guns of Navarone, Full Metal Jacket, Die Hard, and I guess uh, from what I was reading, Planet of the Apes gave Kojima the idea of a pretty strong anti-nuclear stance. Mm-hmm. I you're, definitely see that. You're forgetting Escape from New York. Yes, because <laughs> Solid Snake is a mashup of a bunch of those characters. Yeah. Um, he is a mashup of Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. um, Christopher Walken, yep. and really? Snake Plissken from mm-hmm. Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. So Kojima designed him to have a body like... Van Damme. Uh, like, no, a body like Walken, but moves like Van Damme with the face of Snake Plissken. Really? Yep. That's so weird. Uh, Why Walken? Because he was like a he in that time he was like a, a prominent like uh, I'm sorry like face of Christopher Walken. You were right. yeah. yeah body of Van Damme because he was a like a presence. Like yeah. when you looked at him, you were intimidated by him. I guess that's true. Um, Canal Plus, uh, the company that owns uh, the or rather the rights holders of Escape from New York, mm-hmm. wanted to sue yeah. Konami over the likeness of Snake Plissken. Uh, but John Carpenter, the guy who directed the film um, and and also a rights holder, said, I told them not to do that. I know the director of these games, and he's a nice guy, or at least he is to me. Right. He liked them. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that doesn't end with the references, because you have the real name of Snake as being Dave, mm-hmm. and then he finds Otacon, which is Hal in the game, Hal Emmerich, which is a play on Stanley Kubrick's space odyssey 2001 is space odyssey yep Yep. and then uh there's also references to meryl getting shot with a sniper rifle is a reference to full metal jacket Mm -hmm. she gets shot multiple times with a sniper rifle yep and then ocelot has a line in the game about riding a nuke all the way to history which is from (laughs) dr strangelove i uh for anyone who has never seen that movie dr strangelove or how i learn to stop worrying and enjoy the atomic bomb is a phenomenal piece of cinema mm-hmm. it is so good i really love that movie and i think that love for that movie and like 2001 a space odyssey and full metal yep. jacket i think those same kind of love for those things you can get out of this game yeah which is weird mm-hmm. i don't understand how the game does it but it just has a perfect mix of these things. yeah uh the planet of the apes thing was uh anti-nuclear yeah I don't know. I don't remember. I know we. I, Craig said it, but I couldn't remember if you if you said it was an anti-nuclear thing. Yeah, that's okay. what I had uh, uh, from the research Sorry. I was doing. Sorry yeah, to, to 
bungle that up. Oh, it's okay. But this game overall, it, one, I think it was a, a really unique stealth version of a game. It kind of launched a lot of siphon filter games after it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Tom Clancy, uh, Tom Cl- that's what it was. So Tom Clancy's siphon filter, yeah, right? I believe so. Uh, or was it different? Was it siphon filter and Tom Clancy's Splinter, Splinter Cell? Splinter, Splinter Cell. Cell. That's Splinter it. Cell, that's what it was. Different S game. Uh, but but the same sort of motif of like being stealth based and stuff. Yeah. Now, why? Uh, I do want to, like, we we touched on the bosses a little bit, but there's a particular boss battle that I feel like deserves a lot of attention. Yes, yes. And that's Vulcan Raven. Psycho Mantis. Vulcan Raven? No. Why? <laughs> what are you, crazy oh, chops? Yeah, Psycho Mantis. He had a battle that involved swapping controller ports, and he got to comment on your save data. Yes. Yep. It's so meta. Yeah, if you, if you played other Konami games, he would uh, mention, like, oh, you're a fan of Castlevania. Yeah. How great is that? And... So you would play him, and then you would lose control, and it's like, well, well, you wouldn't lose control. He would just he would see everything that you're doing and block all of your attacks. Oh, that's it. Yep. And then you get a note or or, or some someone, sort of call. Yeah, someone chimes in on the on the codec. <laughs> you should switch controller ports. And what's funny is there's a way to play this fight without doing that. What really? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what happens is if you call. Campbell, or after you've died trying to fight Psycho Mantis, he'll ask you if your second controller port is working. <laughs> and if you tell him no, then he'll say, destroy the faces of the two statues as an alternative message to breaking uh, the mind control. I just love that the game takes itself so seriously, except for like in weird moments like this where it's like, Snake, like, don't you think that you should just try switching controller ports? And it's like, what? What? <laughs> The uh, the voice actor for uh, liquid or rather Master Miller, yes, in this game. Um, do you know who who, who it is? Uh, I don't have it written down. Do you know what it, what other? I don't remember his name. It's like Cam something. I can't remember what what his full name is. But do you know what he's probably most famous for? No. What's that? Leonardo. Oh, he was the, the voice of the original Leonardo. The original, oh, okay. Like, uh, uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, the voice oh. acting's great in this. Yeah. David Hayter is the voice of Snake, and, who's, and basically should have been the the character model because that dude looks like he Snake. looks just like. <laughs> and, and, and he and he wrote the screenplay for X Men, X Men Two, for the Watchmen, and he was also in the Giver series as uh, the first one as the title role of Sean Baker, which is a really good movie. If you never watched the Giver, hmm. I uh, it, it's really interesting to me because this era had such bad voice acting. Oh yes, the PlayStation ha- is just like notorious for really lousy voice acting. Ninety seven, right? Ninety eight, ninety eight. Yeah, so ni- two years after uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or was you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. It, the voice acting is so bad in that era, and Metal Gear, it's good. It is solid. I think really it's all good. due to Hideo Kojima. Yeah. I think he his vision was so clear on the game that he knew exactly what he wanted and was able to find the people to do it because of how cool and nice guy he is. Man, it's crazy. I, I just like I, I just I think of even some of my favorite games in from that era. And they have really lousy voice acting. Oh yes. But this game was just so solid and uh even it was the, Metal Gear solid. It was Metal Gear Solid, and uh, but I uh, but the the voices of uh, uh, the Colonel and Snake they ended up reprising quite a bit. And they did, yeah, in the remake of the Twin Snakes remake. Yeah, Twin Snakes. Oh, I was actually about to reference something else that's just oh, as important. Really, Super Smash Brothers. Indeed. Super oh Smash yeah, Brothers they did. Brawl. Yep, in Brawl, you can trigger Snake and Colonel to have conversations about all of the other characters in the game, and it's hilarious having Snake and Colonel having these really frank, like military-minded discussions about like all these characters, and it's just like you know, like the Colonel's just like, well, "Watch out, Snake! You know he'll suck you up and like steal your powers," and he's like, "What do you mean, suck me up?" And it's just like, and it's so great. It's I so love great. It. Or. Uh, I mean, the best one is when he talks about Luigi. Oh, God, it's so good. I don't know that one. Oh, man. Uh, do you want the colonel in this case, uh, yes. Xander? No, no. I. Oh, you, he you, wants you to you, do it. You do the colonel. Oh, uh, I, I, 
<laughs> it's Luigi. He's the king of second bananas. <laughs> and then uh, there's another point he's where always he's always like, living in his brother's shadow. <laughs> and he's like, just he starts tearing Luigi a new one. Yeah, when Snake is like, he's like, Colonel, what's gotten into you? Colonel, what's gotten into you? He's like, he's like, face it, Snake. Once a kid brother, always a kid brother. <laughs> he's just so ruthless to Luigi. That's so great. That plays into the serious and the campiness of this game. Yes. It's just, it's it's one of my all-time favorites. I played this game so much that um, I ruined it for my brother. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want to hear this story. I've heard it before, but I'll be danged if I don't get to hear it again. So uh, he bought this game, and of course I had to play it. And I watched him play the first level, and then he went to bed, and, and I think either I played it that night, uh-huh. Or I played it the next day, and what happened is that I would he would play the game, I would catch up just as quick, and then he'd go to play the game again and see my save file on there, and then be like, "Wait, have you have you been playing this?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, but uh, you know, not that much." He's like, "Well, you don't play too far ahead." I'm like, "Okay." But did you know that this part's coming up? And I would start to tell him about it. And he's like, no, no, stop, stop. You can't tell me. No, you're not allowed to play this game when I'm not home, and you're not allowed to go past me. I'm like, but but it's a really good game. <laughs> he's like, no, that's, that's all it's going to be. I'm like, all right. So then I just secretly played it behind his back and just never told him about it until one day when he was playing it. <laughs> oh, no. I just like just like vomited story on him. <laughs> just like, okay, I can't hold this in anymore. Here's what happens. And he's like, I can't believe you did that. He got really, really upset with me. And it was at Sniper Wolf. And like, he just basically stopped playing the game because I ruined the story. Up. Like, I didn't ruin the ending, but I spoiled enough for him to where like, oh, I don't want to play now. And, and like, he was kind of, you know, a baby about it. <laughs> But, uh, you say that, but that is kind of rough. No, sorry. There's Don't tell me there's never been a game that you've been so excited about playing. You can't wait to tell somebody about. I ruined Final Fantasy VII for our friend Sean. He had Xander, it coming. Xander, I'm sure you've done the same thing. I'm sure. there. I can't think of something off the top of my head. Right. Uh, so, I don't I do. remember a time Xander spoiled a game for me. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, like... It, I mean, I sort of have in the sense that, like, I've come over and just, like, played games and had you watch them. Like, Metal Gear true. Solid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I watched you play quite a bit of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, there's there's been quite a few games, I guess. I guess that kind of counts. But uh, poor LPJ. Poor, poor yep. LPJ. Had it ruined for him. Oh, well. Can I interject here real quick? Yes. That guy with the mustache. <laughs> you mean the king of second bananas? Hey, that's Luigi. Show him a little respect. Look at that pale skin. He's been living in his brother's shadow for too long. That's a low blow, Colonel. Face it, Snake. Once a kid brother, always a kid's brother. Colonel, what's gotten into you? Lolly lo lolly lo lolly lo Colonel, snap out of it. Colonel? Colonel! <laughs> what is Lalelulelo? That's Metal Gear Solid 2. Remember when he like freaked out at the end? Like he I got don't. He, he's, oh man, that's one of the best I, parts I, of Metal I, Gear Solid 2. <laughs> oh man. man. Towards the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, like you you, you are uh playing as Raiden mm-hmm. and you like find out it's ever there's a whole this big conspiracy you've been led astray throughout this entire game. Yep. And Colonel hasn't actually been Colonel. He's been like a recording. And he yeah. like starts losing his mind at the end of it. <laughs> oh, God. And he says stuff like, uh, I need scissors. 61. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he just starts going, Lolly Lule Lo, Lolly Lule Lo. Oh, man, that's amazing. Oh, that's so great. I've got uh, every single character from Smash Brothers no. Brawl in their conversation if you want to <laughs> no, hear any others. I don't want to hear any others. Do not. Craig, just shout them out if you want to hear them. I do want to say, just just throughout the episode. Yeah, sure, I'll consider it. I do want to say that the game was remade and mastered uh, for the Twin Snakes version on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Which actually Um, included a lot of nods to uh, Nintendo, like Otacon had a uh, a little stuffed Yoshi on his desk. Yep, Um, (laughs) that's cool. Psycho Mantis would start reading files about Mario if you had them on on your memory card. Oh, that's kind of a neat twist. Yeah. Yep, and then there's like other hints and Easter eggs throughout the whole oh, yeah. game on like posters, police knots, and yes. uh, oh, all yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Zone Koji- of the Enders. It, Kojima worked on police knots, an yep. old uh, a Sega CD game, right? I don't remember. I feel like it was Sega CD. I might be crazy, but yeah, he I uh, uh, got to put in a ton of little references like that. I forgot about that. 
Um, I just, I really enjoy this game. Like, at the end, Craig, did you know that you fight the Metal Gear Rex with a shoulder-mounted rocket launcher? Okay, that's pretty cool. You shoot missiles from your shoulder at the <laughs> Metal Gear. I, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is it a good idea to be shooting missiles at something that's holding nuclear weapons? Well, it doesn't hold, it doesn't have it on it. But it has the ability to shoot nuclear weapons. Well, I have the ability to shoot nuclear weapons if you give them to me. Metal Gear Rex is From anywhere, stupid. stealthily. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I thought. Touche. Um, the game, though, is just... It's it's a wonderful storytelling of a character, and it's very cinematic. Pro- it's probably one of the first games I played that gave me, like, oh, I can't wait till this, this next scene. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see what happens. And the character development is just really good. Like, you feel bad when you defeat Sniper Wolf, just because, like, it, it's like a... It's almost like a, like... I don't want to say it's like lovemaking, but it's like... Like it's it, it's it's there's love in the battle. It's I mean, this weird that, relationship, and I guess it's like something that happens with sniper battles and in war. It's classified as like some sort of like weird love relationship. I was gonna say. I mean, I was it. Isn't there a point where like Otakon at the end of the game talks about how like love Do you is think a battlefield? Love could bloom on a battlefield. Yes, he says that. <laughs> and then like she dies, and like her the wolves come, and they I think her body disappears once the wolves cut like it's really weird oh. but it's it's really just it's it's amazing this game is amazing everybody should play it um i uh, i don't know what else i can say about this game except for everything <laughs> i was uh i was gonna say the the reason why uh because it, it clicked in my head only after i uh we changed subjects but uh meryl originally appeared as a character in uh kojima's first game yes. police knots and and that's why it was uh familiar because i had uh done a little research on that right uh so i thought that was kind of an interesting uh, uh little thing uh, I mean, you fight Raven, and he has a giant minigun, <laughs> and a, he's shirtless in the winter. Doesn't he have a Gawade Avenger? Yes, he does. Yeah. The Gawade Avenger is really, really scary. But he's carrying <laughs> Right? Like, nobody could carry that. No. No mortal man could carry a Gawade Avenger. And you you defeat Ocelot, by c- and you cut off his arm. Like I'm sure that won't come well, back well, to bite Gray Snake. Fox does. Yeah, that's that's for another hero there. But this game is just amazing. Hey, Xander, do you have anything else to say about this before I get into some speed runs? Hey, Otacon. Oh, God. I got a woman in a power suit. Huh? How'd you know she was a woman? Yeah, that'd be Samus Aran, the most renowned bounty hunter in the galaxy. Her arm cannon packs quite a wallop. If you get hit with a charge shot from that thing, you can kiss your butt goodbye. Sounds like my kind of woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't just just don't get too close, Snake. Samus is deadly. After space pirates killed her parents, she was raised by the Chozo and trained in the fighting arts. She's been pl- she's been places and seen things that people like you and me can't even begin to imagine. But underneath that cold metal exterior beats the heart of a woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I I uh, now uh, you wanted to talk about speed runs? Yes. So there are. Um, a few there's two speedrun categories I'll go over. There's an easy mode, mm-hmm. um, and what do you think the percentage of that uh, is for easy mode? Oh, sorry, easy mode any percent. What's the speedrun time for that one? I I don't know enough about the game to take an educated guess. Honestly, I uh, I are are cutscenes skippable? Um, I, th- I think, think you have are. to have seen them once. Yeah, and then then you can skip them. I don't know. Maybe uh, uh hour and a half. Xander? Um speed runs. I'll I'll go super low. I'll say forty two minutes. It is an hour and two minutes and forty eight seconds in the any any percent category. Oh, in between us. Uh, by plywood. But he also has the record for all bosses category, which is one hour and twenty seven minutes and forty one seconds. And that's only on easy mode. But there's an extreme mode. Which is like a it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, haha. Uh, but it's, it's by Jaguar King with at one hour and three minutes and twenty six seconds, and then that's the any percent version of it. Whereas the all bosses category is an hour and thirty five minutes and two seconds. Now, so about a half an hour difference. When it's a speed run in Metal Gear, is it less stealth and more just running through halls like a maniac? N- well, no, it's a lot of uh, so you know the patterns of enemies, and it's a lot of quick timed shots. So, like, oh. track shot, guy goes down. Or um, 
throw this, go that way. It's a lot of diversion. You you don't want to get alerted in usually these speedrun categories because then more guys come and it's harder to get through. Oh, I gotcha. So let's get into the music on this game. Yeah, so the music was composed by a team. Uh, Kazuki uh, Muroka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanari Ichiyama, Lee Jeon Myung, and Maki Kiri, uh, Kirioka. I... Uh, a huge team and honestly I didn't really find a lot when I was doing research on video game stuff I think this team was mostly like cinematic stuff I think it was mm-hmm. mostly like movie soundtrack t- uh, uh, people it is it, well the the game is so cinematic mm-hmm. you kind of needed a, a, a group that it's basically producing a movie soundtrack um, so, do you have any song choices, Craig? I do. Uh, I was co- rather partial to The Best Is Yet To Come. Oh, see, I was just going to say that. <laughs> what about you, Xander? Is that the same one you put? Nope. No? Okay. I really, really like The Best Is Yet To Come. I thought it was pretty cool. So, let's give it a listen. song yeah it's real ominous but like i don't know innocent sounding with the with the female voice that comes in i don't know it the game itself has this weird feeling and the music echoes it perfectly i mean and that's the end title (laughs) yeah i know i know but i mean when you're so in the end you're escaping um on a snowmobile basically Mm -hmm. or in a jeep is it is a jeep no it's a snowmobile snowmobile um from the building basically being exploded yeah um and then it's just you and either Otacon or meryl whoever you decide to save in the game um kind of going off in the snow in the distance snake. do you only snake snake <laughs> <laughs> meryl <laughs> so, here's a question if it like what is the canon like does Otacon live or does meryl live or do they technically Otacon. both live Otacon. Otacon. yeah Otacon shows up in uh metal gear solid 2 Meryl, oh, Meryl doesn't show up in any other games. Nope. Really? And he's the general's uh, niece, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. The colonel. Or colonel's niece, yeah. Uh, I don't know if she shows up in the games, but I don't think she's dead. I can't I think remember. She's, I think she straight up dies. Does she? Yeah. Wow. Pretty sure Sniper Wolf takes her out. She does. She, yeah, she gets shot a lot. But uh, yeah, I think that's that might be how it is. Weird, I because I don't, I've never played the other games. I've only seen like bits and pieces and clips and stuff, or or uh, like you know watched friends play or whatever. But like, I always always under the impression she had a larger role in the series. Oh no, she doesn't have a larger role at all. But I don't know if she if she does survive at all in the series in a different way. But yeah, no, she does not in any of the other games. Oh, she did. Yeah, I played the first two, and then I never got around to three. I did three. I did Snake Eater. I've well, played Snake three. Uh, all right, sorry. I've played uh, four. I've played a little bit of Phantom Pain. Um, but Kiefer Sutherland doesn't do it for you, huh? You know, I don't like Kiefer Sutherland as I, it was cool, but I didn't really like him as as the voice of Snake or Big Boss or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, hmm. I bought Snake Eater when they came up with the subsistence version, like mm-hmm. the the like the complete edition, if you will. And I also got like horrifically sick at the same time, so I just never played it. 
Because every oh, time I would go to so play it, good. I would just remember how sick I was and how awful of an experience that was. The game is, is so I don't good. doubt it. I know like I've heard nothing but good things, and the, the Snake Eater theme song is incredible. Oh, my God. I do really love that theme. That my, theme song's so good. My buddy Sean said it to me, and he was like, dude, you got to hear this song, like Snake Eater from, from Metal Gear. And I was like, ah, okay, all right, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's pretty much a James Bond theme. And I was like, well, now you have my attention. Uh, but Xander, what, is there any other music from... Metal Gear Solid that you're really into? Did you guys not have any other songs? I mean, that's no, the one I, just, I, chose. I just picked that one because it was the okay, I was going to say because I feel like we'd we'd be doing a disservice to anybody by not playing the main theme song. Well, so the main theme song they also played on the Speed episode of the Last Action Podcast mm-hmm. because it's so similar to that. Yeah. So yeah. So let's give it a listen. Yeah. Feel like it's just sort of the quintessential action theme right it is it's a mix of like industrial sounds with a drum beat some horns and that's your that's your typical soundtrack for an action movie yeah pretty much um but the the song that i that is probably my favorite mm-hmm. um is from the vr training oh i love so i have a stand-up a old school gaming stand-up from entertainment tonight where my brother worked that's the VR missions mm-hmm. cover, and it's uh, all green looking like Matrix green color, and then it has like red pieces that go on it that attach that look like VR glowing pieces. Oh, that's kind of um, cool. And it's uh, the VR missions game was really cool. It was another feature where you basically just played a bunch of inner like missions. Then you had different goals and different things to get through um, as just like an added piece to the game. I think when it came out uh, separately from the Metal Gear Solid game, but then they added it together in the Twin Snakes version, if I remember correctly. Right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. But Uh, yeah, what's the song? So VR training goes thusly.
I, I the, that first like that's just like that's the mission start that, that like just makes me like oh I gotta get ready to <laughs> right to put some effort into this and then just the the very like it, I don't want to say like monotonous because it's not it's not it's that, a but march that, yeah that march while you're trying to go through it's just it's it's t- intense and it like gets me on edge a it little bit it reminds mm-hmm. me of like Final Fantasy music really. a little bit yeah like I don't know why I picture Kefka with that with, would have that kind of music mm-hmm Maybe it's the uh, the. I mean, there's quite a lot of march themes in Final Fantasy games. You know, uh, troops march on, march on from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, there's also the uh, the theme of uh, what is it in Final Fantasy VII, where they're marching through Juno or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's quite a lot of the you know st- uh, that style of music I think in uh, you know Final Fantasy series. Well, I have uh, I think exhausted all I wanted to say, other than Psycho Manus is my favorite villain next to all the others because I love them all but he's really <laughs> creepy he's got like this gas mask mm-hmm. he f- hovers in the air his reads redes- your like, mind his redesign for uh, twin snakes is so cool oh looking. yes like he goes from being like in this very like skin tight kind of like almost like, like an exhibitionist goth, goth techno or a goth uh-huh. industrial kind of yeah. look to just like a terrifying like gas mask and like Ah, oh, he just looks so cool. Almost like uh, like what are those the plague? Uh, yeah, like the plague doctors. Plague doctors, almost. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Like a modern. Yeah, plague he doctor. looks really cool. Um, yeah, I just there's so many just like small things in this game that are just that make it such a unique, especially at the time, such a unique um gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or gaming experience, and yeah, it's one of those if you've not if you've never experienced this game. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a GameCube. Play the Twin Snakes version. It's the it's the, about the prettiest mode you're going to get to play of it, and it it certainly carries over any like nostalgia you have for the original PlayStation version while looking nice and, mm-hmm. and playing. There's mm-hmm. there's a torture scene in the game. Yes, there is. You like fake your death with ketchup. Yeah, like there's so much to this you game. Can smoke cigarettes you if can you want smoke to. Cigarettes. There's so much to this game that. You won't find an experience like it elsewhere. It's not like, oh, I've played a platformer. I've played a lot of games. This game, it's truly unique. And I, I, it's, I got a the Legend of Retro seal of approval or stamp of approval. Yeah, of we can't, can't recommend, recommend this one enough. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a there's a part where you're like, like Jobs mentioned before, you're sneaking, trying to get through, like, through where there's going to be wolves attacking you. Yeah. But you can befriend some wolves beforehand, and mm-hmm. if you hide in your cardboard box long enough, they'll pee on you. Yep, and then that'll mask your scent for the other wolves. Yep, like so many small <laughs> things that you wouldn't just normally think. It's so cool. Like it's, I I got to agree. There's nothing cooler than being peed on. It's true. I mean, in the, in Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, there's a guy that you get in a sniper battle with, and if you kill his bird, that's his pet beforehand, it basically impacts the whole fight. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't so played, so many weird things. Like I said, I've not played anything beyond the first 25 minutes sans uh introduction mm-hmm. videos of uh Snake Eater. But I was told I was asking a friend like how good Metal Gear Solid 5 was and he's like, "Dude, you can you can trank somebody and if their head falls in a puddle, they'll drown and die." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just so many small <laughs> oh, detail. Man. Like it's it's incredible the stuff that they think of that, you know, you you don't you it becomes more and more realistic. Yeah. It's just stuff that you never would have imagined you would experience in a video game, and lo and behold, the smallest thing is like so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. When you are smoking, I think your stamina goes down. Yes, your stamina in goes down. You start to lose health. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really give you. And even the characters will be like, "Dude, why are you smoking?" Yeah, right. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh man, yeah. well, uh, that's all I had. Great about game. this. Yeah. yeah. If you if you haven't played this game, you're doing yourself a disservice. Sorry to interrupt another wonderful episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. We just want to pause for one second to tell you about a partner to the Legend of Retro, Old School Gamer Magazine. You can find out more information under the description of this episode on GameZillaMedia.com. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. 
guy kind of gives me the creeps. That's Wario, Snake. Wario first appeared as Mario's rival, but he really made his name in the WarioWare games. Watch out for Wario's bite. It's not just damage you take from it. What do you mean, Colonel? Wario loves garlic. He eats whole cloves of it day and night. So try not to get caught in his mouth. Once that smell gets on you, it'll stick to you for quite a while. <sighs> That's a scary thought. He also attacks by farting. He can fart to fly around, too. By farting? Are you kidding me? Sadly, no. I am not kidding. If his belly starts to bulge, watch out. Retro Relapse this week <laughs> is WarioWare. I, I hate you, Xander. <laughs> WarioWare Inc. for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, the original WarioWare game. Oh, yeah, OG. yeah. OG. Yep. Uh, my personal favorite of the WarioWare series is uh, uh, DS, or WarioWare Touched. <laughs> uh, I need an adult. I am an adult. Uh, but it's if you've if you've not played the WarioWare games, it's basically a collection of just four or five. I think it's five second mini games that are incredibly fast paced. They give you usually one word of direction, uh, and they just time you. It's like all right, rapid fire. Here we go. We're gonna play these these games over and over again. Yeah, it's uh, it's not my style of of game, honestly. Like, I'm not a big like you know party game fan usually, you know. Uh, and it, it strikes me that WarioWare is kind of designed to be that way. You know, it's a lot of little tiny mini games. It eventually turned into that, yeah. But I think, I mean, the original game was, of course, on the Game Boy Advance, so it was more like by yourself, like just go nuts and and play these games as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Every every one gives you uh, four lives. And uh, you have basically have four chances to mess up. Um, every tenth stage is a boss level, which gives you a chance to uh, get a life back, and you just go until you're out of lives. And I you're gotcha. basically trying to beat beat in-game records. I didn't do very good. No. So we we all played one round of the the of Wario's games just as the startup, and there are multiple characters in the WarioWare games. There's like Orbulon, who's from space. There's Ashley, the girl from next door in the haunted mansion. There's oh, Jimmy, yeah. who's the fitness nut. There's all sorts of different characters, and every character has their own theme of uh, games. I think there's one character, uh, I think his name's just straight up 8-Bit, and he's just old. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he, his all of his games are based on old Nintendo games. That's pretty great. Yeah, so there's uh, just a ton of stuff, and it's it's a lot of fun. I had a great time with it. Yeah, we, we all played uh, one round, um, and the scores were Craig with 7. Uh-huh. Chops, mm-hmm. you had... Was it 27? Uh, that sounds right. 27, I think? 27, yes, 27. 28? Yep. Uh, and then I, I topped out at 34. Mm-hmm. And that was just a real quick running gun. Like, I hadn't played this game in, in a very long time. Oh, yeah, I had never played it before. Oh, you never played WarioWare before? Not that not Oh, that that's version. right. You said yeah, the, uh, I only played on the Wii. The Wii. And the Wii version is, is a lot of fun. Oh, because it's so much fun. It uh, it has these really cool um, introductions for all the different ways yes. to hold the, <laughs> the uh, Wii yeah. remote. I heard that, Which yeah. really don't do anything different. Too no, much, it's like, so it's like the one that you hold on your head is called yeah. the Mohawk. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like really smooth music. And then the voice comes in to explain how to hold it for the games. It's like... Place the the Wii remote on your head <laughs> like a mohawk, and make sure that you don't drop it. Or so it's like, it's like letting letting a letting the Joy-Con or not Joy-Con, letting the Wii remote fall from your head is like letting a mohawk droop. Shameful. <laughs> And forbidden. <laughs> I, I've heard. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that they got like some intern because they wanted like uh, uh, somebody who didn't have like a full grasp of the language or whatever to like say those lines. So that way, that's the reason why it comes off slightly awkward. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know how true it is. Okay. Yeah, for the Weaver version, those voices. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure, but I. Uh, yeah, WarioWare is fun. I mean, it's it's just a lot of quick, you know, bombastic mini games. Yeah. Well, they do also require a lot of concentration. If you oh, yeah. Go you got to be quick on your hands yep. and pay attention. Otherwise, you'll lose. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there, there's a bunch of different iterations. So there's WarioWare Touch, which was on the DS. It mm-hmm. used the touchscreen. Um, there was WarioWare Twisted, where it used like a gyroscope. in the. In the it was like an extra large cartridge, and you had to like spin oh, your Game yeah. Boy Advance oh, really? around. Okay. I remember that. Um, and then there was the GameCube version, which was just like a, a higher resolution version of the of the original Game Boy Advance, and then 
basically anytime they've they've had a chance to do a new WarioWare game, it's like, what kind of gimmick can we do this time? Right. All right, let's run with it. We wear. <laughs> Wario yeah, I, if they make a Wario for Switch, I'm going to be super duper excited. I'm sure they will. <laughs> oh, I bet they will eventually. It's a, I don't know if it like you know sells a ton, but I think it's pretty popular. I mean, they made Captain Toad into a game. So. Yeah, they can certainly do <laughs> WarioWare. Uh, so I mean, you know, it's a, it's it's hard to explain the game just because it's so many little quick tiny mini games. But like, what do you guys give uh, WarioWare on the eight bit scale? Oh, I I would easily give it a seven out of eight. I love this. It, it, just the the ridiculous humor, the fast paced. Like it's it's something that can easily be picked up and played at any time. I think it's it, mm-hmm. immensely accessible. I think they did a, a fantastic job with this one. Chops. I'd give it a six out of eight. I agree with you on a lot of those points. The only thing with me is I think you you can play it a lot in one sitting, and then I feel like you don't really want to come back to it until you've forgotten about it. Um, just because there's there's not a lot to it, so there's not a lot more different than what you've been doing. Um, I think it's a fun party game. Obviously, like having people that mm-hmm. have never played it play it before would be great. Exchanging the controller between like mm. you know or the the game between each mm-hmm. other between the levels is would be a lot of fun. But uh, other than that, I, I guess like replay value or long time playing it. I don't know. It, it just uh, I don't think it lasts there for me. Uh, I give it a uh, a five out of eight. I think that it is. I mean, it, it is a great game, and it did spawn this great series. But uh, it's certainly not a game series for me. So, like, I I certainly am willing to admit that it is an above average game. It's just not anything I go out of my way for. Fair enough. So, I uh, we've chatted about one of Chops's childhood you know uh gems uh in metal gear solid yep we talked about uh uh one of uh, uh xander's you know big hits on the uh, game boy advance uh WarioWare. uh i think it's time to uh chat about some of our friends and by friends i mean me noobs and dragons you should be listening it's a dungeons and dragons podcast that releases every wednesday morning what about music what about music we gotta talk about some brackets bro Oh, right. <laughs> you're, you're all about you. <laughs> and you want to go into you before ah, we get into our music break. Ah. Uh, but Craig has a great podcast. We'll, Noobs and Dragons are on Wednesdays, but let's get into our music. No, let's, let's, let's talk about some other friends. And then we'll, we'll just build up this hype and then we'll do the, yeah. the NES bracket. You later. sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Let's right. talk about Last Action Podcast. Comes out on Mondays. Yep. They talk about old video games. Wait. <laughs> Old action. Okay, I'll handle the rest of this. They talk about action movies, Sphinx and LPJ. You've got the Gamezilla podcast, which is on twitch.tv slash Gamezilla Media live, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Mondays. And in podcast form on Tuesdays, you have... You know, that show uh, recently won an award for being the best podcast on this network. Oh, uh, yeah, from the Podcasters Association of America. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you also have the Gamezilla Alpha Show, which comes out on Sundays, but you can get early access to it if you're a patron member uh, on patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. That's Jim, uh, sorry, Jim, sorry, Grim and Jazzy. Jim and Jazzy. Jim and It's their fusion they, form. They talk about a specific topic, and video games also have some interviews on there. So go to patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media, become a patron, get early access, get mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes content of Dungeons & Dragons uh, for Noobs and & Dragons, and get special content from us from our game shark uh, game shark perk i'm running yeah. out of ways to say words perfect <laughs> and if you can't get enough of craig you can always check out his uh, long plays on youtube that's right indeed i go through old video games uh, i've been uh, doing all the voices different narrations and stuff it's been a ton of fun do you think you'll ever do metal gear solid I mean, it's not an RPG. They do their own voices, so I, I, I don't have a lot to do. Think you'll ever do Advance Wars? What's the, what's the maybe? Or, what? What's the breaking point for games, like timeline wise? Like, is there a certain date you won't go past or year or no? Uh, I mean, I, I prefer more retro games, so that's what I shoot for. But I, I guess any newer game would be fine, so long as I can sort of, you know, put my, you know, voice on it and uh, uh, actually record myself playing it. I want to see some production value for like, oh, let's let's have him play like Final Fantasy 15. And I want to have Craig do like lip syncing with the <laughs> with the characters. And let's just get into our, our NES. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hey guys, Xander here. Just updating you on our NES music bracket. We've reached the final four selections. It's, uh, it's just going to get harder and harder from here on out. So uh, I hope you're ready for this. Today's bracket is between The Moon from DuckTales, composed by Hiroshige Tonomura. 
against that is Dr. Wily Stage 1 and 2 from Mega Man 2, composed by Takashi Tateishi. might be one of the hardest matchups we've had so far in this bracket. Uh, I really don't know who's going to come out on top of this one. I kind of think the moon, but at the same time, it's Dr. Wiley Stage 1. So it's hard to tell. Remember, you can go to Facebook, uh, check out the page for Legend of Retro, and you can cast your vote there. We'll catch you next week. Metal Gear. Oh, God. All right. Well, I think it's time to end this episode. Metal Gear. Snake! Snake! There's lots of yellow in this game. That's an, another love another voice quick acting. little tidbit about Metal Gear Solid is in the PlayStation version, mm-hmm. um, you get the classic when Meryl die or like when you when you die or Meryl dies it before she's supposed to. I think uh, Colonel jumps in and goes Snake, Snake, Snake. Yeah, that's- and then Snake goes Meryl <laughs> like real quick. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, but in the in the Twin Snakes version, it's the same thing as Snake, 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 and then he goes. Meryl. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's just a bummer that they they changed it to Meryl from Meryl. <laughs> That's my last thought. All right. Well, this has been the Legend of Retro. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you all next time when, when the, the legend Metal Gear continues. continues. Actually, I'm in really bad shape financially. I pay money to my ex-wife as part of our divorce settlement, among other bills. I just had no choice but to make you pay for lunch the other day. I'm really sorry. Even my patience has its limits. I just can't leave this thing up to you any longer. I'll do the fighting. You can just go home. You got a PSG-1? You can use that against Sniper Wolf. Hurry up and save Meryl. I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuffed worm in Flapjaw Space with the tuning fork does a raw blink on Harry Carey Rock. I need scissors. 61. Variety level 7. Shoot down the space invaders. Training will have to be postponed if we are invaded by UFOs. Snake, 
There's a fort in the conveyor belt. The machine is automatically sorting cargo according to some system. Take a good look at the device. I can't believe it. That someone who has committed all those twisted acts in the woman's bathroom would make it this far. Oh, this is the end of the world. <laughs>